Let us begin. Let us begin a new day, a new life. Let us begin a new day, a new life for each and every one of us. Baruch Hashem. We're blessed to create the life that we want, to create the day that we, we want, which is the life, because our life, thank you very much. So we start, thank you, Morty, thank you, Menachem So we start because our life is today, our life is right now, and what we're going to learn today is the power of the ability not to judge anyone, to be very careful how to judge, actually not, not even to be careful how to judge, how, to be careful to make sure not to judge. And um, listen to this story, and we start off with purity of speech, with the Chavetz Chaim, because we know that our life and communication and dibur, vayhi adam l'nefesh chaya, L'ruach memalala is that the way we communicate is the way we are alive. When a person is able to communicate, then he's able to live his life in a certain way. How do you know a person? You know a person by his or her speech. You could kill somebody with your tongue, and you can make someone live with your tongue. And it's very important that your mouth and your speech is a result of your thinking, and it all begins in your mind. And when a person begins to have positive thoughts, and remember, the greatest positive thought after a negative thought is it's, it's okay to have that negative thought. When a person is trying to have a positive thinking, and he says, oh, you got to think positive, that in itself is a negative thought. So a person to say, it's okay that I have negative thoughts, is, is where a person can start, and through your positive thinking, then everything that comes out of your mouth, everything that you'll see, welcome back, Shlaimi, first of all, everyone. Welcome back, Shlaimi. See, it leaves a few days. Shlaimi leaves a few days, and you can feel the difference because that's what positivity brings. Bring down the Shefa, Shlaimi. I have to say that I, I listened to Rabbi's uh, Sheikh in, in Rabbi Shalas Kvitl. Wow. 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 How was it? It's very nice. I'm trying to listen. <laughs> okay, beautiful. During the war years, when Poland was one, we're on purity of speech, day 45, page 121. One of my favorite stories over here. During the war years, when Poland was, was one of the first countries to be overcome by the Nazis, there were some Jews who managed to escape to Hungary and to other countries that were not yet invaded. In Hungary, the Satmareba selflessly, selflessly sustained these refugees with shelter, food, and moral support. Just goes to show you that we don't know who the Satmareba was, we don't know what Satmar is, because you'll hear from the story. Once a Chassid approached the Rebbe and informed him, you know what I saw those refugees doing? He said, it is unbelievable. I saw them smoking and being over other Isurim, on the holy Shabbos, coming to the Satmar Rebbe, what did the Rebbe say? The Rebbe was unmoved. He didn't flinch. And he claimed, 
These refugees are so broken in spirit. Some have lost their whole families. They are in the category of cholim. They are in the category of people who are emotionally sick. And therefore, you cannot judge them at all. God willing, they will recover, and we will work on bringing them back to Judaism. So could you imagine, right? Is that amazing, right? Is that unbelievable? That's what a tzaddik is. That's what a tzaddik is. So the Rebbe not saying, Oy vey, get them out of here, smoking on Shabbos. Oy, oy, no. We can't judge them. We don't know what they've been through. About whom is it forbidden to speak Lashon Hara, right? A non-from Jew who was raised in a non-from home. So first of all, there are times that it is permissible to talk negatively about a Russia or an Apikoros. But we have no shaykhs to that now. We have to be aware of a very important point. Most people who do not keep mitzvos do not fall under the category of a Russia or an Apikoros. Everybody hear that? Thus they are deserving. Thus they are deserving of our love and concern, and we may not speak against them. Okay, and especially with the Chazonish, ah, Shalom Rabbi Erblich, especially with the Chazonish, which we're going to learn about in a second, people who are raised in a non-from home and were never taught about mitzvos, such people are considered tinoko shenizbru, which are children who are kidnapped. Just as a child who is kidnapped is not responsible for his upbringing, so too a child of parents who are not Shomrei Toro Mitzvahs are not responsible for his upbringing because he was never taught otherwise. Therefore, you are not allowed to belittle them. So it comes out that if you see a secular Jew somewhere, first of all, you never know, especially in Israel, you never know who's a secular Jew and who's not a secular Jew. Never. You never know. Because what's considered a secular you don't know if he's Shomer Shabbos, you don't know what he does, you have no idea, you can't judge anyone. And even if you do know, says the Chavetz Chaim, you're not allowed to judge him. Not only that, from the story of the Satan Rebbe, we see that you can't even judge a person who's from a from home. Because you don't know what he went through, you don't know what he's gone through. So therefore, it ends up that there's only one person who you could judge. And who's that? Yourself. Yourself. And even with that, you got to be very careful. But if you're judging, right, someone put on the, the chat, right, beautiful quote. It was put on before a few times, but I love it. The only, I think I know about Balpeh by now, the only person who you judge when you judge someone is your, yourself, or you define. The only person, you know what, let me get it. The only person who you're, who you are, when you judge another, you do not define them. You define yourself. When you're judging someone else, you're saying something about yourself. You're not saying something about the other person. Question, comments. Oh, so refreshing. Isn't it so refreshing? And first of all, I just have to give a, I mean, I just met him a few minutes ago. Mamish is supposed to have a person who's, who's in the, in, I see he's both in the army, in the, in the physical army and the spiritual army, because today's his day off, and he's here in yeshiva. So he's in a spiritual army, physical yakov.
Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like I say, if I were in the army, if I were in the army, I'd take my day off. I'd be I'd be schluffing. I'd be sleeping. Be sleeping. Right? Instead, he's his day off. He wants to learn Torah in the base Madrash. That's a that's a yid. That's an Avram Avinu. It's Mamish and Avram Avinu. And it's not enough credit. We're not giving you enough credit because it's Neshama. Like Mayer said, such a beautiful pshat the other day. Wow, how much the Yitzhahara hates us. And the Yitzhahara Mamish wants to slaughter us. He's so angry at us, the Yitzhahara, because we're beating him. We're beating him. It's almost the end of the fight. We're up by 20, as Mayer said. So he's starting to play dirty. When you're up by 20, when, when it's a match, when you're playing, right? This mayor, this is a shot. When you're in the game, you got to be careful not to foul, right? But once the game's almost over, you start fouling. Start fouling. That's the stupid Yetzirah. He's fouling, playing dirty because we're winning. What a shot, what a shot, what a shot, right? No, Slime? You heard that by Rav Shaila? You didn't hear that one. <laughs> no. You just got it, right? Is that beautiful? Mayor, Mayor Mattel. Wow. Yes. Um, I hear a lot of guys saying, I'm just curious, what yes. before about uh, speaking on something that's not religious or whatever. Right. A lot of people are speaking bad about, let's say, politicians in Israel. Right, and right, a right. Of, a, lot of, a lot of people speak on, let's say, and, they, and their thing back to that is always, well, he doesn't keep Shabbos in public. Or are we saying that doesn't necessarily matter? It's not our correct. It's not our correct. Correct. And that you shouldn't be able to speak negative on correct. Say, any, anyone. Anything. Correct. You have to be very careful. We said this the other day on Thursday. We were talking about this because someone was asking about Bernie Sanders because he's a Jew. So then someone said, someone says, could you say lashon hara about him? And then someone told me, hey, we had a Shiloh on Shabbos. My kids asked me a great Shiloh on Shabbos. They said that um, that Coca the Coca Cola company in Israel. Is, is run by Jews. I don't know how many Jews are involved. My son went to the factory, to the Coca-Cola factory, and they're all Jews working there. I don't know what percentage people, so that means you can't talk, you have to be careful if you talk Lashon Hara about Coca-Cola. I don't know. I don't know. In Israel, it's, in Israel, what? I don't know. I don't know what percentage. I don't know if it's a franchise. I don't know how that works. Yeah, you're right. negative on any company. They're all owned by Jews. <laughs> okay, right. Right, right, good. So whatever it is. The point is, I just like the question. The point is, is that you have to be correct. People think, oh, uh, you could talk like this. You know, chas Hashem, especially politics and Eretz Yisrael. Right, you have to be even more careful because everyone's Jewish. Everyone's Jewish. Right, right, right. Of course, of course, of course, of course. You can't, you can't, you can't. Right, so for sure not. And I want to say something also. None of us, none of us, I'm not talking about a, 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 a gadol or someone who needs to give out information. I'm talking about us. Us, simple Jews, even if it would be, even if it would be, Shia, even if it would be mutter, I'm saying, who wants to talk about somebody else? Who's got, what's it going to do for us? It doesn't make a difference. It's not the shot that you're a politician or you're a rov or you're a, a big person who has to make a massive statement. Right? We're simple Jews. We want to go ahead and wake up in the morning and be happy. We want to love life. We want to talk positive about everybody. Who's got time? Right, Rabbi Tzvi? Yeah, I have who? a good point. Uh, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine, he tells me, you're never going to win the lottery again. 
said, why, why, why are you saying that? I want to win the lottery. He said, you want already with your wife and kids. We look at lottery as mm. money. We mm. all won the lottery. We're sitting here. Mm -hmm. And we got to change that. Mm. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. Forget about, it's not the shot. When you're looking for a heter to talk Lashon Hara, you miss the whole boat. It's not about wanting to talk about any. That's why we say, oh, it's a guy. Right? My kids ask me the other, they always ask me, oh, it's a guy, the Arab. You're allowed to talk. I say, I say, I don't want to get into whether you're allowed to. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk negative about a plant. I don't want to talk negative about a cat. I don't want to talk negative about anything. I want to go ahead and live my day and every day of my life. Me ha'ish hechafetz chayim ohev yamim. You want to love your life. Forget about the next world, right? The Medra says and the Gemara says man boichai. Man boy chai, double life. Who wants life in this world? The negative person hates his life. When somebody says, I hate my life, what it means is he hates the way he thinks. That's what it means when he says, I hate my life. It means I hate my thoughts. I hate what's going on in my head. I can't stand myself. That's what it means when a person hates his life. Okay, yes? Oh, Dovi, yes. Person, yes. Correct. Right. So Dovi, so great question. So Dovi, first of all, you've been sitting in that chair, right? This is your second year coming every day, sitting, listening to Chavetz Chaim, listening to every day. I come every day, listening and listening. That's how you do it. And you have to learn self-talk. You have to learn within yourself to go ahead. Tzvi Koenig told me. I asked him if I have Rishus to say. He said, yes, I have Rishus to tell everybody. Tzvi Koenig told me this morning, he says, Rebbe, I just finished my third notebook on gratitude. What does that mean? Third notebook on gratitude. Every day, every day, every day, he writes 25 things that he is thankful for. Every day, 25 things. He saying before, he finished his third notebook. You want to start looking at other people positive? What you do is you have to flush yourself as, uh, right, I think, Shruli put out. Shruli's always, every day, this guy. Talk about every day. Let's go. Every day, what does it mean? What it means is you have to flush yourself. And, and I, don't know if, I don't know if that's the word. You have to, like, brainwash yourself with love. And positivity. People spend their whole, especially a lot of us here, right, have spent their childhood and school and different things and negative and negative and negative and at home. If there's been negativity, if you have older brothers, if you have families, and Hashem Yirachim, that's what Hashem wanted you to go through. Whatever negative things and you weren't matzliach. So we have to spend so much time, Dovi, we have to spend so much time being machazik ourselves. What, what, what's today? I'll either find a way or make one. What? I'll either find a way or make one. Beautiful. I'll either, right? That's truly. I'll either find yeah. a way or make one. Right? I'll either find a way or make one. So when you want to be positive, you wake up in the morning, the first thing a person comes out of his mouth, Modani. Thank you, Hashem. What are all the brachas? Why did Hashem make it that all the brachas? Pokeach Ivrim. Malbi, why? Thank you for my shoes. Thank you for my clothes. Thank you for my eyes. Thank you that I could hear. Thank you for everything. 
You get, you have to you have to really I don't know what the word is you have to flush yourself and 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 obsess yourself with positivity. Yes, Nisano. Is there a I wouldn't even do that. Why do I need to do that? For what? Because the Torah said it's a bad thing. I didn't say I got yeah, to it. You, know, you, you don't have to worry. Let God call it a bad thing. You don't have to worry about it. I wouldn't worry about that. I would wait time. Wait till you have kids and you'll deal with actions or not. Wait till you have kids. Right now, what do you have to deal with judging anyone? When you have kids and with your wife and your kid's doing something that you're not, that you think is not a good thing, then you'll deal with the level of judging the action. You have to be very careful. What, what's the point? I, you, can I, learn from, you can learn from another person's mistakes. We all know, Shia, we all know what we got to do. We all know what we got to do. We don't need to look at someone and say, I don't want to do that. We all know we got to, we all know the things that we got to do. We all know how much time we've wasted. We all know what's stupid. We all know what's negative. We all know what's a waste of time. We all know what not to do. We don't need to learn what not to do. Right? Right? Like someone told me, I was talking to him, someone in the yeshiva was talking to me about working on himself. I'm close with him. He was talking about working on himself, working on himself. And I said, okay, so we'll start this week. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but first I want to go on the trip. Right? So I told him, I said, You've been, I didn't mean it in this way, but it came out this way. I said, you've been on enough trips. You know what I mean? You know what I, mean? I, I didn't mean it like that, but I think, Shkoyach. You don't have to worry about the action of this. Like I've told everybody here, everyone here, everyone's worried about a balanced life. I don't want to burn out and get too stark, right? I want to be balanced. So I'm like, okay, you spent the first 18, 19 years of your life, you know, having a party. Now spend the next 18, 19 years of your life being serious, and then you'll balance out by the time you're 40. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about burning out. It's okay. You're very well balanced. Yes? So that's Rup Shaman. That's the Rup Shaman. So you could ask yourself, so Nisano's asking a great question. What do I do when I'm, when I'm walking in a place and I see Chil Shabbos? Unfortunately, what do I do? So I'll tell you what I do. Number one, I try and, if I'm with somebody, I try and have a conversation. Why am I focused on that? I want to try and be busy mowing my own grass than looking at somebody else's grass, right? I want to be busy in my life. What do I, what's my business, people driving? And number two, I say to myself, why did Hashem put me in a situation for me to see Chil Shabbos? I, how could I strengthen my Shabbos? How can I strengthen my Shabbos? I want to strengthen my Shabbos. It's very easy to say, you strengthen your Shabbos. Strengthen my Shabbos. How can I make, why, not, why am I put in a situation why, where I'm seeing when Rebbe Hanan came for the first time in America and saw Chil Shabbos, he fainted. How come I don't faint? So to ask yourself what you could do. Someone else said? Yes, Ellie. Like, I realized that, well, so now it's like a little bit of a, like, self-respect and, like, someone else down, sort of, so you can feel better. Right. Right, it's true. Right, you're putting someone else down so you could feel better because you don't feel good about yourself. So instead, make yourself feel good. Pump yourself up. Make yourself feel good. You won't have any desire to talk Lashon Hara. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be zolcha b'schus, the fact that we're learning. That's all we could do. All we could do is come together every day. 
All we can do is every day be mechazik ourselves, come together and learn Hilchus Lashon Hara. We can learn. You know what this yid over here is over here? This yid over here, Menachem. The second that, just everyone should know this. You have to know this. Uh, I'm going to do it on a more public forum with the whole yeshiva here, but, but I cannot mention that when Aaron Futterman heard that he had to go in for the Leviah for his father, Menachem ran, he almost tackled me. Menachem. Talk about a person who is a a Jew who's right. Talk about, talk about the opposite of what the Chavetz Chaim of Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara is you're looking negative at somebody else. A Yid like Menachem who ran, how could I help another Jew? We all can be so busy. We all can be so busy learn, figuring out how to help another Jew. How could I see the good in another Jew? So Menachem, you're an inspiration. Mamash and inspiration. Inspiration. Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha today and every day. I don't want to speak bad about another Jew. I don't want to see the negativity. I had this, you know what? I, I could just say something myself. A lot of times it happens in the morning when you're tired. So this morning, right, I, I looked at this person, I saw a little negative, negative thing. I looked at that person, I saw a little negative thing. And it bothered me that I saw negative. So you know what I did? About five minutes later, I looked at that person and I apologized to him in my heart. And then I saw something good about him. And then I looked at the other person who I saw something negative, and I apologized in my heart to him, and I saw something good. Why am I saying that? It's normal for us to sometimes to see negative in other people. Oh, it's very easy to fix that and go ahead and within your heart, that same heart that sometimes hates somebody, that same mind that sometimes finds the negative in somebody, can go ahead and can say, oh, you can look around the room, walk around, look around and say, oh, I wish this person the best, and I want this person to have the best. It's the most beautiful feeling in the world, that it's not always perfect, but it's very easy to fix yourself, to go ahead and say, I apologize to someone in my heart, in your heart, even someone who lives 6,000 miles away. It could be someone who doesn't even know that you hate them, or you hated them, or you have this feeling in your heart, you could think about them and say, I love you, I love you. I love you. I want to be close to you in your heart. It's, it's, it's an incredible thing that a person could do. So Hashem should help us. Yes, Morty, a tzaddik. Say that, what's it called? When someone is uh, brought up in a, in a not religious home. Yes. Right? They don't, they're, as if they're kidnapped. Correct. Is there ever a stage in their life that they got to where they're not considered kidnapped? Like if they turn a certain age where they have their own. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to judge that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Go ask. We'll ask the Chavetz Chaim uh, after. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I have to look into it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't know. No, no. I'm saying I don't know. Yeah. Amen. Amir Tzachem. We should be zocha. We should be zocha. I like the question. Yes. Yes. Shkoyach Morty. Great question. Right. 
He knows when he's right, he goes off. So, like, I don't think ever went, even if you're, like, you're the most star guy and you knew exactly what you needed to do, and he went off, you know, Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think, yeah. Yeah, well said. Okay, Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha to only see the good in each other and ourselves and all the Jewish people until we're Zoha to Mashiach Tzidkenu B'mher B'yameinu. Okay, I'd like to um, <clears throat> finish up this Perak Yotas, which is uh, one of the most um, powerful Prakim in Mesil Shisharim, talking about the relationship with Hashem. And we left off on Thursday talking about this point of, of a person going ahead and having kavana, having intent. I want to just share with everybody something that hit me. I think it's B'schus, the Mesil Um that I had this new thought, and I just want to share it with everybody. It's a little bit um, parenthetical, but which means it's really not the main focus of the Mesil Shisharim, but it hit me very clearly about how we live our life. And it's like this. What the Ramchal is talking about is there's a layer, there's a layer of my relationship with everything I do that has to do with why I am doing it. For that reason, you can never judge a person, really based on what we were saying in the Chavetz Chaim, you can't judge someone who's doing something because you never know what's behind why he's doing it. You could have somebody who's learning all day, but you don't know why he's learning all day. And then you could have a guy who's learning for five minutes, and you don't know why he's learning for five minutes. And if the guy who's learning for five minutes, right, no one knows if we didn't introduce this holy tzaddik Yaakov over here, right? If we didn't introduce, right? And you just said, okay, here's a Jew who walked into our base medrash, and he's sitting here. You don't know what his background is. You don't know that he's in the army. You don't know that this is his day off. You don't know what, what he's thinking. So a person looks at somebody and says, okay, oh, uh, right. That's what I'm saying. It's been a shrine. The Chavetz Chaim and the Ramchal work together. I mean, they always work together. But the pshat is, is that we don't know what's going on inside of a person. You don't know how hard it was for someone to get here and why he's sitting here, right? You guys don't know a Jew like this holy Jew over here, Natan. Nobody knows, right? So he grew up, right? We're come, we're visiting, we're visiting Natan. He was born and raised and ate the cows on the Moshav when they used to have cows here. Right on this Moshav. Everyone wants to know, right? I'm sure you guys get those questions like, oh, the Moshav, so do they, do they have any planting and all these things? Nobody knows what's going on in his life. Nobody knows what's going on in someone else's life, what got them to where, what, what, what brought them to here. And while they're here, what they're thinking about, how much sleep they got last night, how much they're pushing themselves. So you can never judge anybody. You can never judge anyone. I love when I go to like a, a shawarma restaurant or a place and you see that guy in the back, right, who's, who's serving and he looks like a, a secular Jew. He looks like a certain thing, right? And then you go ahead and you see, you know, my, my favorite one is the guy who went, went into the bathroom. This guy was a Sephardi, classic Israeli guy serving shawarma, you know, 
great sweet guy. And then I see him, he goes to the bathroom, comes out of the bathroom, he takes a yarmulke that was on the, on the uh, counter and puts it on his head. He said it out Asher Yatza that I'd never, like you'd think he was like, a, a, you know, Baba Sali. <laughs> Say, I love it. Why? Because you have no idea. We have no idea who's who and what's what. That's what the Ramchal tells us. Your relationship with Hashem is so personal. Your relationship with Hashem is so deep. It's so subjective, not objective. And here it goes like this. Intent. Everything that we do in life, everything that you do, is because you chose to do that. Everything that you do is because you made a decision to do it or not to do it. If a person is pushing himself and working on himself, it's because he chose to. If a person is not pushing himself, it's because he chose to, because he intends to. If a person's going ahead and he's choosing to be on his phone for hours, you know why? It's because he is choosing to be on his phone for hours. If a person is choosing not to have a relationship with his parents, it's because he's choosing not to have a relationship with his parents. If a person is being angry, it's because he's making a decision that I want to be angry. I want to live a certain way. And what happens is, we don't look at it like that. We look at it like we're a little bit like comatose, like we're sort of not really responsible for our actions. Instead of realizing that everything that we do is a decision that we are choosing to do. Question, comments, please. Yes, Mayor. It's interesting that the only time that we do take responsibility for our actions is when we consider that it's a good thing. When you do something good, it's like, oh, I decided to do it. So when you're in a certain situation, and you just like look at it like, it wasn't my fault. Wasn't and look what Mayor said. Look what Mayor yeah, said. Mayor. No, no, no. Very good, Mayor. It's interesting even the way he followed up. He says, but when you're in a certain situation, what that does is, is it takes away all responsibility. When I'm in a certain situation, when I do something good, because I chose to do good, but when not, it's because I was in a, a certain situation. Well, who put you in that situation? Who put you in this situation? It's like Nisana was saying before. Oh, when I'm on Kvish Echad and I see Chil Shabbos, well, why'd you go to Kvish Echad to see Chil Shabbos? Dad, you don't ask the question. Yes, Dovi. <laughs> what? Okay. Yes, Rabbi Yehuda. Yes. Saw it more than once, by the way, probably several times. A person used to work on uh, uh, like uh, um, identifying himself. So he mentions how when a person wants to do something bad, so the Yitzhar gets up to say, not like, I want to do this and I want to do that. But when it comes to the mitzvahs, you. So the Yitzhar gets us to say, a person should put on fill in a person Beautiful. Should go to job. Beautiful. So Beautiful. Kind of Beautiful. Stops us from being Beautiful. able to make a real decision about what I want to do. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well said, Rabbi Huda. The, the, the line, I mean, I've seen this, I never saw it in the Piazetsna, but in Argdalyo, he brings down that same thing that when a person's hungry, he says, I'm hungry. I did this Avera. I did this. He owns it. When it comes to Ruchnius, he says, You got to go learn. You should go do this. 
That's why I don't like the word you should. You should. You should. You should. No. I want to do this. Correct. Beautiful. It's identifying the Yitzhahara switches it around. Now listen to what the Ramchal says. The Ramchal says, now, now let's, we, we, our, goal, our goal in life is not to survive. Our goal in life is not to have a quasi-relationship. Right? Let's talk about our wives for a second. Bezrat Hashem. Emir Hashem, everybody here will be Zoha to get married. Everybody will, here will be Zoha, Emir Hashem, not just to be married, but everyone here will be Zoha to have an incredible marriage. Now, Amen. Now, statistically, I'm sorry to uh, be the bearer of bad news, but the bad news is that your marriage is going to stink. No, wait, wait, hold, hold, no, I'm being serious. We don't, we don't do statistics. Oh, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the way it's going to be is if you just are assuming you're going to get married, your marriage will stink. If you actually work like a dog and you push yourself like crazy and you work on yourself like crazy day in, day out, then you'll have the most incredible marriage in the world and you'll be happy. But if you don't, guaranteed, it's going to stink. It's going to stink. So if you don't put in the effort, you don't put in the work, you don't put in your, your self into something, it will be less than average. Why am I saying that? Because we always compare that relationship with the relationship with God. If you don't put in hard work to be a good Jew, and you don't put in hard work in your davening, in your learning, in your relationship with Hashem, then you will have a terrible relationship with God. It's very, very simple math. The same thing with your kids. God willing, everyone will have a lot of children. God willing, you have a beautiful family. But if you don't spend time and you don't work on yourself to be a good father, you will be a bad father. You will not be a good father. Just like you're not going to be a good husband, you're not going to be a good father. So why am I saying that? Because the Ramchal says when a person comes to do a mitzvah and a person comes to have a relationship with Hashem, he is supposed to have two things in his mind. Number one, says the Ramchal, Number one is that I'm doing what I'm doing because I want to connect to Hashem. Number two, he says, Like we've said many times, you take out a credit card, you put the credit card on file, you call up the flower store, and you tell the flower store to deliver every Friday a beautiful bouquet of flowers to my wife with a beautiful note. You put the credit card on file, and every Friday it's delivered. That's not how you build a relationship with Hashem. That's not nothing to do with building a relationship with your wife. That's not how you build a relationship with Hashem. The way you build it is by feeling. The way you build it is by working on what it is that I'm doing. That's what the Ramchal says. You are doing it in order to bring pleasure. I'm not doing it just to check off a, a, a box. 
Most of us coming from elementary school and high school, our relationship with Hashem is not a relationship. What it is is, I went to chakras, check. I went to learn, check. Robotic. As opposed to, as the Ramchal says, you see this, Yehuda, where we are? And I'm bringing a nachas ruach. And what is it? I get upset if I'm not able to fulfill this relationship with Hashem. I want the Jewish people, I want things to be good for God. It's not that I'm just afraid, I don't want to burn. I don't want to burn. Hashem is the monster. I don't want to go to Gehenna. No, it's a proactive relationship. And I want to say this very clearly because I'm going to talk about marriage again. There are people who are afraid of their wives. There are wives who are afraid of their husbands. That what? We don't have a relationship. We're not building a deep relationship. And it's the same exact thing with God. There's some people who can live our whole life with zero relationship with Hashem. And all it is is you live your life and I live right. Um, Rabbi Yehuda, you remember you told me this? I think in, uh, I don't want to get into details, but I think you told me this. In the summer, there are people, they said, oh, this couple, uh, you live your life, and I live my life. I think he said something. The husband said, you live, yeah, you live your life, right? We decide we live separate lives, that's it, right? An older couple or a younger couple? And what did they say? Right. I don't want to deal with the relationship with you. I don't want to deal with that. Question, comments, because then we're going to get to the next one. Yes, Shalom Azam. Yes. Thank you. And not only that, I just want to add to what Shlomo Zalman is saying. When people, right, and what things do you always have to upgrade? You have to upgrade in Gashmias. No one's walking around with a flip phone. Why? Because you get sick of your phones. And every six months to a year, and a car, right? That's the beauty of leasing, right? You lease, and then you lease another car, and another car. That's the beauty of playing for the NBA. What's the beauty of playing for the NBA? First you play for the Lakers, then you leave the Lakers, you play for the Knicks, then you go from the Knicks to the Nets, then you go to the Raptors, then from the Raptors you go to the Clippers, right? I'm not, I'm not, uh, right, thank you, Mayor. Right? That's the world we live in. We live in a world where we skip from one thing to the next thing. But when it comes to being a real, true person, when you're a true person, and you're working on yourself, like Shlomo Zalman saying, it doesn't have to be that this Friday I'm bringing roses and the next Friday I'm bringing 
I don't know flowers so much, but another uh, red roses, white roses, pink roses. But the pshat is that it's your heart. Rachmana liba boy. God wants your heart. God wants your relationship. Your wife wants your care and concern. Your children want quality. We live in a world where it's all quantity, quantity, quantity. It's not about quantity anymore. For us, it's about quality. It's not about how many blot you're learning. It's, it's what you're, what, what, what's happening when I'm learning. It's not how many toiv ma'ad bikavana, meharbe below kavana. It's not about how many, how many times a person, a lot of people have trouble concentrating when they're learning. So do one line, but do it well. Say good morning with your heart. Say hello to somebody. When someone talks to you, just listen to them. Empathy. We're living in a world where there's such a lack of empathy because people are so busy. They're so busy. Instead, to sit with somebody for five minutes and just to listen to them is the most powerful thing that you can do. To listen to yourself. To talk to Hashem for two minutes to say, Hashem, help me create a great day. Help me, help me see the good in people. It's those little things that are so deep, that are so rich. Yes, Bensi. Moshe Rizam was saying that do the same thing, but it's kind of different. I remember hearing from the, the chain of person over all that he said that from mm. the thing he learned how to, live, how to think, he never had to say anything to the Beautiful, beautiful, exactly. Beautiful, exactly. Beautiful. Correct. Beautiful. Beautiful, Nancy. But again, the reason, my, my, my point is that we live in a world, I want to be very clear, we live in a world of addictions. What addictions are, everybody, we live in a world of addictions. The, 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 the logic and the sickness of addictions is you can enjoy the moments. How many guys go ahead and they say, oh, how was this thing? How's this? I don't even know. I don't even remember. You can't even enjoy. How was, how was the party? How was this? I don't know. I was so, you know, messed up. I don't even know how it was. So, so I don't get it. So what's the point? A person can't even enjoy himself. But when a person is able to have a quality relationship with people, with himself, that's the sickness of the, of the smartphones. The snick is the sickness of the smartphones and the sickness of our generation is that we're lacking the ability to connect with yourself. You're not able to connect to another person. You sit on a bus, you don't say anything to the person next to you. You could sit on a plane for 10 hours, 11 hours, and not even say hello to the person next to you. Yes, Shlaimi, we missed you, yes. I'm going to give myself a shout out, so please don't hold it against me. So on the way to Hungary, I sat next to two people, I took off my AirPods, and I was like, we live in a crazy world. We, we, I sit there on my phone, I don't say hello to you, so I made sure to ask both of them their names. And I said, this is what we learn in Yeshiva. Right, right. But I, and I, I just want to say something. I just want to say something. Do you hear how what's incredible about what what Shlaimi just shared? First of all, that he shared it. Number two, it wasn't complicated. 
Hi. He didn't, I don't know what happened. If he got into a long five-hour conversation, that's not the point. Hi. It's a, it's a respect, a common decency. I know I have this when I'm shopping and I'm on my phone. I'm talking to someone. I'll try when I'm going to the, to the checkout. I'll try and say, could you hold on? I'll try and put my phone away. Why? To look at the person. Yes. Yes, I'm going to say this. Even if it's a lady, to look at the person, to look at the person in a, in a normal way and say, good morning, good afternoon. And if you have a Shmira Seinayim challenge, I'm not getting into this, then don't go shopping. Then don't go shopping. What are you doing at the store? But if you're able to, in a respectful derech eretz, that it's someone who has a beard or you're a yeshiva bacher and you're able to look at someone in a half normal way and say, good afternoon, how are you? Thank you so much. And even if they ignore you, even if they're not nice to you, it doesn't matter. Like Shlaini saying, it's not so complicated. It doesn't mean you have to go ahead and get into this long, deep conversation. All it means is having the simple common decency to have a relationship with somebody. And that's quality. That's quality. Thank you, Shlaimi. Amazing. Uh, Go ahead. Yes, Morty. There was, a, there was a Yid that made a simcha here on, uh, on Shabbos. And me, Bensi, and Ellie were, were schmoozing with him. And he was telling us that uh, he was on the bus. And, and he was learning to sit there. And all of a sudden, like, them guys got onto the bus. And right away, like, he's like, oh, no, like, I'm not going to be able to learn my safer. And, like, before they even got there, he was like, shh. Like, he said, like, he like, shush them. And, like, he's like, all of a sudden, like, one of them sits next to me. He asked, he asked me how I'm doing, how's my day going, how's everything going. And then all of a sudden, one of the rabbis, I, I, he said, one of the rabbis came on, and they made a little kaburo in the back of the bus. And the fact, like, he's like, only, only, he says, he says they're from this yeshiva, like, you know, mm. like, he's only Americans. If I would have, if I would have yelled, if I did, would have shushed Israelis, they would have, they would have started yelling at me, they would have, would have been a balagam. Not macabre, not macabre, not macabre, that's not true. Even Israelis, even Israelis, any Jew, any Jew, any Jew, any Jew, any Jew, every Jew. That what? And you know who inspired that, guys? You know who inspired that Chabura on a bus learning? Shimon Gold, exactly. Who's on that same bus? You brought the Shefa down. Yes. I saw an ad last week Don't get nervous. Right? I'm just, I'm just saying hi. Right. Beautiful. Well said. Well said. Uh, Ashrenu. Yes, Rabbi Yehuda.
about not being connected to Hashem, and then you mentioned, you know, that you don't believe that the base of Mikdush is here, and like things like that. Like, I was like, ah, okay, whatever, because I'm a Jew, I'm supposed to be there. But, but then I, but then through these, like, shiurim, so I've come to the realization that, like, when I, like, sleep in, let's say, so if I have no goal or mission of, like, wanting to be up and living a productive life, so it's not the biggest deal. But when I sleep in, and, like, I know clearly that I want to be living, like, uh, like uh, for me, that I want to be up like, in the morning or in the shockers or whatever, so then it's so painful. So, like, so it's not really some crazy level. You're just saying that if you, if you set for yourself those goals that, that you're trying to connect to the ultimate good, that when you have that, like, decision-making, when you choose to move away from that, 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 that it is going to cause you pain, like no matter where beautiful. you are, your goals. Beautiful, beautiful, Rabbi Yehuda. Amazing. Well, I just want to share what, what Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda is saying is so powerful. What Rabbi Yehuda is saying is that when you're clear about your goals and your whys, and you realize that I want to get up for chakras, and I want to have a relationship with Hashem, and I want to be on a level that I can be a good Jew, and I want to be on a level where I have amazing things going on, then when it bothers you that you're not doing that, that in itself is a proof to where you're headed. Because when things bother you, when it bothers you that you're not doing well, that's a sign, and that's a simon. That's an example of the yearning and the desire to be great. So why, great. Do, why, do, why do I hate that? Because the Yetzirah. So Shlomo wants to know, why do we hate this? Because the Yetzirah turns that into negativity. When a person wants to do something, or a person does an Avera and it bothers him, so that shows how connected he is to Hashem. The Yetzirah pounces on that. He pounces on the negativity and turns it around. Even though it's like the highest. Even though it's the highest, the Eight makes it that it's the lowest. So Yehuda's giving an example when you're missing chakras or you're frustrated that you sit on your phone all day or you're frustrated that you don't feel connected to Hashem. So the Eight says, you see, you see, look how big of a loser you are. That's the Eight What Rabbi Yehuda is saying in the Ramchal says, you see, you see how beautiful you are. You see how amazing you are. Because that's where you want to go to. Those are the levels where you want to go to. Yes? I'm right about the world is like darkness. One of the troubles of darkness is you think something's different than what it actually is. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. The second thing which he says, we just learned this the other night, right? The second thing is worse than the first part of the problem of darkness. And that is that you see what's good is bad, and what's bad is good. And the Yitzhahara is the king of the darkness. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha Mamish, each and every one of us, every day. Let us be Zoha to start a new, fresh week. Let us be Zoha to live the life that we want to live. And however you are living your life, just remember this. However you are living your life, you are the one who's making those decisions. You are the captain of your ship. And even if that means that you're not happy with how things are going, because you're choosing, I know it's hard to hear that sometimes, you're choosing that path. You are the one who's making those decisions. Hashem should help all of us, most importantly, to smash our rearview mirrors. Don't live in your past. Don't worry about your past. 
Don't worry about your Averis. The Maral says Avera is Meloshan Avar. Your Averas are all there just to have you think about what you've done in the past. What a Jew is, a Jew is Chadash, a Jew is Chachas, a Jew is able to renew himself, especially on the new a Sunday, a Yom Yom Rishon. Hashem should help us all to remember that today is the first day. Today is day one, the first day of the rest of our life. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Maybe with the, with the looking at the person directly, my grandmother, like, 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 my